All right, let me try to share this with you this morning. But um, a lot of things happen for all that we see happening, you know. A lot of things happen. And one of the great things that happened is up there in the eagle's nest up there. And Patty's doing a great job today, but she's, isn't she doing a great job? We need to tell her thanks, don't we? Yeah. Without her, then it's hard to keep us on track, even with the bulletin in our hands, because the bulletin's missing things. And that's not Susie's fault. I looked at that bulletin, I didn't see any mistakes in it. Don't give it to me. Okay. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 1. I, uh, I've narrowed it down to one verse today, verse 25. We're looking at, at God's Word these past two weeks, and we're looking at it today. And, um, and I could share with you that if we really wanted to digest God's Word, we could spend the rest of the year talking about God's Word. That's how powerful it is and um, how, how flexible it is and how, how just uh, much power and, and uh, purity it has. We talked that first week about the power of Christ's Word, of God's Word uh, that conceives us, cleanses us, and completes us. And talked about that in great length, as a matter of fact. And then we looked at the purity of the word last week. It's timeless truth. It's ultimate truth. It's indestructible truth. It's infallible truth. And indeed, it's eternal truth. It doesn't change. It's the same today and yesterday and tomorrow. Well, in 1 Peter, verse 25, Peter says, But the word of the Lord endures forever. You get it? But the word of the Lord endures Forever. Now this is the word which by the gospel was preached to you. This is the word of God for all of his people. Thanks be to God. Yeah, good. Still talking about it's a battle. The battle to keep God's word in our heart and in our lives. And today, today, not quickly, but finishing this thought up, I want to just share with you um, our response to this power and this word and the purity of the word, our response is to proclaim the word. And um, I want to share that with you as gracefully as I can because I wonder, I wonder, um, people still even talk to me and say, now, are we getting a progressive pastor or an evangelical pastor? I want you to know he's evangelical. He's Christ-centered. Um, uh, I had Rusty... I was at a camp called East Ohio Evangelical Fellowship Camp up at um, um, Lakeside every year. And I was one of the counselors one year, and Rusty was one of the young people there. Boy, that makes you feel old, I'm telling you. <laughs> Golly, nuts. But praise God, and there he is. Um, I, I wonder how, how we as LaGrange Global United Methodist, or Global Methodist Church, what we will do, will we do anything different than what we're doing now? Will we continue to proclaim the word of God? That's the question we have to ponder. Will I continue? And, and I can give you an answer to that one. Yes, I will continue to preach the word of God. Will Rusty preach the word of God? The answer is, we pray? Yes. And challenge us and cause us to understand it. But it comes down to us here today, um, how will, we, how will we do it? Um, how will we teach it? How will we read it? How will we pro proclaim it? 
The question comes is, what should we do with this God's word that is supposed to challenge us and change our lives and cause us to be different people? Well, it has to be proclaimed, I think, three different ways. You knew that was coming, didn't you? Three. Okay. We should proclaim it um, faithfully. Did you hear that? We should proclaim it faithfully. It doesn't change from one day to the next day. It doesn't matter how many times we, we pick it up and open it up. We should pray, proclaim it faithfully with everybody. It should be the thing that guides and directs us all the way, all the time. Um, uh, there are many other books that um, guide us and direct us. You know, the New Wave books, the New Age books all talk about how we need to be guided and directed and what we need to do. But we, we need to, I need to, to say to you today is don't stop. Don't stop faithfully, no matter what happens in our life. No matter who comes up here and stands here, don't, be, don't you be swayed by anybody, not by your peers, not by your neighbors, not by authorities, you know. We will be faithful to God's word completely. Amen? Don't forsake words. Stay with it. Be faithful to God's word no matter what happens. It's God's word that we need to be faithful to. Uh, there's two reasons I preach, the, preach from the, the Bible, from God's word. The first reason is, is kind of crazy, but it, it, I think it's okay. I'm not smart enough. I'm not. I'm not smart enough to preach anything else. <laughs> you know what I mean? I left, I left the ministry one time for six weeks, and um, I got upset with the church and upset with, with um, God, and I got upset with Floyd. And, and one day I said to God, I said, I don't mind being your servant, but you got to do something with your people. I said that to him. He said back to me. He said, I did do something. And I said, well, it's not working. He said, well, it's your fault because I sent you. Oh, shoot. So while I was saying that to God, having this debate with God about whether I was going to do anything or not, um, my son at home said to his mother, said, Mom, should me and you and Shannon be packing? And she looked at Sean and said, no, don't pack. Your dad will be back. There's nothing else he can do. <laughs> Amen? There's nothing else I can do but sh be faithful to sharing the, the word of God. Um, I have a bottomless well to draw from. If I was drawing from my own stories, they, you, you've heard them three or four times now, so you don't need to hear them anymore. You know? But I have this bottomless pit called God's word. There's another reason that I preach God's word, too. I'm not smart enough to preach anything else. That's the number one. And I'm too smart to preach anything else. Did you get that? I'm not too smart to preach anything else, and I'm too smart to preach only the gospel of Jesus Christ. I wouldn't preach anything else. I know, I, I say that to you because I know the power of God's word. I've seen lives change. I've seen my life changed and still changing. Phyllis Ann and I and our kids and, and all the churches we've been at, we've, God has touched people's lives there, not because of Floyd, but because of his words. His word is what we need to keep hanging on to. And I've watched it change lives, and I know that faithfully, if we stay faithful to it, it will change our lives and our ministry here 
And I want this church to be known as that church that is faithful to God's word. Amen? Another one thing that we need to do to proclaim God's word is we need to do it fully. Fully. Now, what I mean by that is that the Bible literally deals with every issue that you're going through. Everything that you think that you're the only one going through it, I want to tell you right now, you're not. Go to God's word. He has the answer for you, and the problem is right there in front of you. And he can share with you how to take care of that problem. Jesus, listen listen to this. Jesus experienced everything that I experienced. He knows all those feelings. But what is really cool about that is he knows your feelings too. If he experienced all of our feelings hung on that cross, knowing all that we were going to go through, knowing what we were going to have to um, endure, he, he took that for us. And so we can't just put, well, you know, God's word doesn't meet me here. It's like this friend of mine. This friend of mine, he, he was a little larger than me, and, and, um, and he was trying to lose weight. So we were driving around this parking lot one time to go into a store to eat. <laughs> and he kept driving around, and I said... I said, Roy, what are you doing? He said, well, I'm looking for a parking spot up close. I said, maybe we should look for one in the back, you know, and then walk up to get our food and then walk back. He said, oh, that's too much messing around. Somebody, God will open a door for us to park right right by the door. We never did eat that day. He wouldn't, he wouldn't park in the back, and he wouldn't, it, was, it must have been a busy day, because when we would drive around, we'd see somebody leaving. By the time we got there, it was filled up completely. God solves our problems completely. He doesn't do them just partially. If we just surrender ourselves to him and humble ourselves to him, we can, we can proclaim the word fully in everything that we say and do in our lives and in our journey. He wants us to do that. He wants us to do that, to completely hang on to it. So if we're going to proclaim God's word, we need to do it faithfully and fully. And then this last thought, freely. Freely. Um, You need to look at the verse again in your Bibles. But the word of the Lord endures forever. Now this is the word which by the gospel, the gospel was preached to you. Do you know what that word gospel means? Nothing more than good news. And um, I think I was thinking about uh, Freddie and Darwin, every time they get another great-grandchild. That's good news, isn't it? It's crazy news, but it's good news. And what do you do with that good news? What do you do with anything good that's going on in your life? You tell everybody you love around you about it, don't you? You tell your friends, you tell even neighbors who don't know anything about what's going on, you tell them. You want to share that with everybody you can. You want to do it. And, and oh, by the way, that cost you 10 bucks, what I just told you. No, it's free. It's free. God's good news, the gospel, is free. And it's something that you and I can give away um, every time we're in a conversation, every time we're in a relationship, every time something's going on. Um, one of our prayers should be, Lord, give me the opportunity to share your word with my friend here today. My goodness. When we do that, we will do it faithfully and fully. I thought about what we share. 
And God's word talks about God's word so much. It's in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. The word of God is living and powerful and is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of our soul and our spirit and of our joints and marrow, the external and the internal he's talking about. And it is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of our heart. That's what I want to share. Something that's more powerful than this world can ever imagine. As long as God gives me breath, as long as God gives us blood pressure, as long as he gives that, we ought to stand up for Jesus and his word and proclaim it to everyone we can get a hold of. Everyone that will take time to listen. And as James Kennedy, the last, uh, the late James Kennedy, uh, shared, he said, uh, he said the, the way to do that the best is to become friends with somebody and then share the gospel with them. Faithfully. Faithfully. You have a friend that doesn't know Jesus? It's your fault. You should be talking about him. Oh! Oh, if I do, they won't be my friends. Well, I'd rather them not be my friends than to see them go other. Amen? Hmm. Praise God. I'm not Kenya. I'm not Kenya. We could spend the rest of this year on God's word. I've given you three weeks. The Holy Spirit has touched my heart there, and I hope it has touched your heart that we need to... to understand the power and the purity of his word and then and understanding that proclaim it to whoever we can and whoever we whoever will listen amen let's pray together well lord we um we thank you we thank you for letting us be here this morning what a blessing i just want to thank you for this church that has been built upon that solid rock of Jesus Christ and his word. And we pray, Lord, as we go on, that you'll help us not to be mean-spirited, but not at the time, same time be soft, soft-headed <laughs> as we share your word. Lord, help us to be warm-hearted and clear-headed as we, as we stand on your power your purity, your proclamation. Give us that courage and love to share it. Lord, I pray that this house of worship, this house, this house, Lord, will always be known as the lighthouse for those that are lost. And that when people come in here, they'll find it as a greenhouse for those who are turning their lives over to you. Lord, we pray that we might always be coming to you and growing in you, that we may always be feeding upon your word, your power, your part, your purity. And proclaim your word to everyone you send our way. Bless this house, Lord, and all that enter it, we pray today. In Christ's holy name, and all of God's children said, Amen. Amen. Praise God.